It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. All across the fantasy universe, welcome back to the Two Point Stance Podcast, powered by FantasyPoints.com. I'm Brian Drake, your host. Check me out on Twitter at DrakeFantasy. Joined, as always, by my main man, the managing editor of FantasyPoints.com, Mr. Joe Dolan on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. Joe, I'm back from the Fantasy Football Expo. My voice is a little gruff because I basically did uh, three or four nights of nothing but drinking and talking loudly at parties. Uh, But I'm here. I'm ready to talk about what is, in my mind, one of the coolest elements of the Fantasy Football Expo, one of the best drafts in the business. The Kings Classic, I was a participant in the 14-team. Let me remind you, folks, when you started hearing this draft, 14-team, Jim Brown Division Snake Draft. We start three receivers and also three flexes. So as Jeff Manns and I were saying, who was sitting next to me, uh, Sirius XM host, go, it gets dark early yes, <laughs> in this one. Uh, so back from that, ready to have you break the draft down. I'll answer questions about it. And hopefully this helps you, the listener out there, see what some of these experts are thinking. And maybe if you're in a larger league, how things will play out. But this was, again, before any Jonathan Taylor news of him returning to camp, before any J.K. Dobbins news, uh, before any Rashad White, whatever happened with him, hopefully nothing when you (laughs) you'll find out why in a few minutes. Uh, Nothing happened. to him. So just for reference, this draft was done Saturday at 10 a.m. Drake, it's good to be with you, my friend. Um, I'm looking at the draft board. I was uh, the reason I was uh, a little bit slower to, to respond to you there is I was just looking at the draft board and studying your picks and seeing where 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 some folks went. The thing about these 14 team leagues, especially when they're 14 team industry leagues, you really start to see who who has individual player takes. There are some picks on this board that made me absolutely drop my jaw. Um, we'll go through it, and I don't want. I'm not going to end up. Everybody knows that, uh, I, look, if I draft a team publicly, it's free to be called out for some things. It's free to be praised for some things. So there's going to be some things I'm going to ask you. There's going to be some things I am asking about some of the other participants' teams. And I'm going to ask you, like, about the flow of the room. So it's good to be with you, my friend. I hope you had fun in Canton. Uh, sorry I wasn't there this year. But uh, I know, by the way, you have had a modicum of success. You, uh, you, were, in, you were the runner-up in the Kings Classic last year. Yeah, I won the regular season last year in the George Blanda division. So there's numerous divisions, the top two being the Jim Brown and the George Blanda. Uh, I was a regular season champion, lost in the finals to some upstart kid named Graham Barfield, uh, beat me on the last hey, drive. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it. We'll talk to him later this week. Uh, the last drive of the last game of the fantasy playoffs, he beat me. But I- I'm happy for Graham. If you're going to lose, lose to somebody you like at least. Uh, and then my counterpart, Kevin Tompkins, won the auction side. There's an auction and a snake. So we had such good fortune last year, they elevated us uh, to the Jim Brown division, uh, which is, listen to these heavy hitters in the room. When you talk about kind of who's who in fantasy, they're all in Canton for the Kings Classic. I wasn't in Canton. Expo. <laughs> well, yeah, you should be. You were there last year. I was. Uh, so the number one pick in the draft was Andy Barron's of – of Yahoo. Then Jeff Radcliffe, FTN, Sirius XM, Curtis Patrick of Rotoviz had the third pick. 
Dave Richard of CBS Sports, and our buddy Roto Pat, Pat Doherty, had the fifth overall pick, Bob Harris. Nobody's better than Bob Harris. He is nicest so man nice. in fantasy football. He might be the nicest man on planet Earth, quite frankly. Yeah, well, I needed this draft board, and guess who I hit up to get it? Mr. Bob Harris. And he emailed it to me on an airplane flying back to Texas. Uh, Dom Centurino was the next selection at number seven. Jody Smith had a couple of beverages with Mr. Smith uh, at number eight. Jim Coventry can give Bob Harris a run for the nicest man in fantasy football. I love Jim Coventry. And uh, we were going to do a push-up contest one of these years at the King's Classic you know, from Roto-Wire, Jim Coventry. Yeah, I'll watch from Howard- the sidelines there. Yeah, <laughs> Howard Bender was is up next. Uh, you know him from SiriusXM and Fantasy Alarm. Colby Conway uh, was the 11th pick. Brad Evans, uh, good to have Brad back this year. He had to miss it last year. Uh, you know him from various different sites and uh, just being a fun guy in the industry. Jeff Manns, I mentioned before, picked 13th. And then guess who drew the short straw to pick 14th in this draft? Ya boy, Brian Drake. So, that's how the room laid out. It's a snake draft. There's no third-round reversal or anything. It's full PPR. Just to set the stage, this is at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're in a beautiful conference room. Fan, it's Fan Draft Online had these monstrous screens where there we could then see the picks. It wasn't your traditional sticker on a board. We'll get to that later. And Sirius XM is in the room. The guys from Fantasy Life, Ian Harditz and Jordan Flegelman are talking about the draft. They were nice enough to have me on for about 20 minutes and a funny story with a few picks came from that. So it's a really cool environment. If you folks are into fantasy and you can get out there one of these years, I really highly advise it. You go watch the draft. People were watching the draft. They're cheering picks. They're booing picks. They're high-fiving guys. So it's a blast. So if you want, we can get into it and we can start talking through these picks. Uh, Do you want to lead the way here? So you've got the draft board in front of you and I can play analyst. We'll swap hats. Yeah, sure. Let's do it, Drake. Okay. Uh, Andy Barron's, let's start. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, first two picks. No, I don't think anybody's going to um, complain about those. Uh, I don't think anybody can really um, criticize those. Here we get, we start to get spicy here. Curtis Patrick takes Travis Kelsey three overall. Now, this is not tight end premium, correct, Drake? Correct. It is not. And also, for reference, Travis Kelsey, I believe, in the other division, the George Blanda division, also went 103. Okay. So, well, he's had the, um, he's had the, I mean, like, if you're looking at our, our stat that Jeff Henderson produces at fantasypoints.com, fantasy football wins above replacement. Travis Kelsey's been the nuts guy the last couple of years. It's just, you really have to sit back and try to separate the fact that you're going to be drafting a tight end at three overall in a 14 team league and realizing what the rest of your team is probably going to look like on paper. Now it might, it's Travis Kelsey teams have performed way better than they've looked on paper, but you have to understand that you're going to be thin at running back and you're going to be thin at wide receiver, or at least look thin at those positions. Now, how many, how many wide receivers do you start in this draft rate? You start three and also have three flexes. Okay, so this is, I mean, you're you are playing some skank each and every week in the Kings Classic. Okay. No question. We'll, we'll keep in that in mind for, with Curtis Patrick's team. McCaffrey, Eckler, Cup. Here's an interesting one, Barkley. Barkley's the third running back off the board. Um, I don't know if I would do that, but I can see the argument. Um, I personally would have, t- would have taken B. John Robinson all day, but Saquon's back in camp. He's paid. He's healthy. Tyreek Hill, Nick Chubb, B. John. Okay, uh, Bijan goes to Howard Bender at 10. And then, I mean, 
if I'm Colby Conway, I'm doing I'm doing backflips here because he's sitting at 11 and Stefan Diggs is still on the board. Uh, that's that's a phenomenal pick. Brad Evans takes C.D. Lamb at 12. Get it. Devontae Adams to Jeff Manns at 13. Then you're on the board, Drake. Full PPR. Yeah, so what I'm were the, the targets? Board. What was the strategy here? I knew at this point I wanted to go because, again, I'm on the hook, and it's going to be a while till it comes back to me. So I, in my head, I said, I'm going to take a wide receiver and a running back. I want to have some balance here. I don't want to get too heavy in one side or the other because Lord knows what – I could have easily started – you know, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown, Amon Ra, and A.J. Brown. And, and on paper, you go, man, that looks amazing. But coming back, what would my running backs have been? So Amon Ra St. Brown at 14th overall was my selection. Uh, I know in a full PPR, he's going to be a monster. He's going to have six games without Jamison Williams. It's a team with a, a good offensive line, a quarterback that can distribute the ball to him. And he's just an ascending player who's very, very good at catching the football. I had no problems with Amon Ra right there. I was surprised Jeff took Devontae Adams, so I didn't think Amon Ra would come back to me. And then, okay, I need a running back to start the second round. I don't know what the, what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor, with Josh Jacobs. So I said, ah, you know what? I'm higher on Tony Pollard. They haven't added a second back there in Dallas yet. Who knows if they even will? So in a full PPR, Tony Pollard, hopefully catching maybe 50, 60, let's get crazy, 70 balls for me this year. I thought that was as good a start as I could get right there. If you're on the, the horn, who would you have taken? Uh, the, see, now I have the benefit of looking at your full draft board here, right? Right. And if, and you will see later, if I knew I could get Jalen Hurts later, I would have taken A.J. Brown. Yes, and see, I, I like A.J. Brown, I have ranked above Tony Pollard, um, but – you took Tony Pollard where I have him ranked, which is RB6. Um, and you got our, a lot of drafts this year. RB6 is not the first pick of the second round. Now, this is a 14-team league, which is going to push guys up. But, you know, RB6 has been lasting to the end of the second, early third on some underdog drafts. Um, but I don't have a problem with Tony Pollard there uh, individually. But in hindsight, Drake, yeah, like if you look at this team, I've been – if I'm at the turn this year, I have been going wide receiver, wide receiver, and I've been happily doing so because of some of the running backs who are available later in the draft. 14 team does kind of throw throw that away, um, but you did land one of those running backs who goes later in drafts that I am very high on uh, in terms of being able to provide RB2 value at a discount. So I probably personally would have gone here with A.J. Brown, uh, and and that that is irrespective of – knowing that I would land Jalen Hurts later, you had the benefit of landing Jalen Hurts later. I would have gone A.J. Brown here, but I can't knock an Amon Ra, Tony Pollard start. That If you want a balanced start, that's a pretty good one in a 14-team league. Yeah, and that's what I want is some balance, some stability. Guys who I know in, in a PPR can you know have pretty solid weeks. It's full PPR. Tony Pollard should be excellent at that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then after that, we saw Najee Harris, Ramondre, you know, Josh Jacobs, your boy Jameer Gibbs went Jonathan later. Taylor goes in the second round. Both Jacobs and Taylor go in the second round, as does Najee Harris. Not, but as a matter of fact, Najee Harris went RB7. And Drake, I was high on Najee Harris all off. I'm I'm starting to pull back a little bit. I feel like I got my shares of Najee earlier. And like, because that is one I see both ways. I truly do. I see the bull case and the bear case. The bull case being 
They've used him as a bell cow. No running back on planet Earth has touched the ball more the last two years, and Mike Tomlin always uses bell cows. The bear case being he was hurt last year, and Jalen Warren was more efficient than him. That's yeah, a, really a lot of folks out there. A lot of folks talking up Jalen Warren this weekend. Trust me, that's all I heard back and forth. People like, oh, Jalen Warren, he's going to start. It's, people were saying that. They're like, he could take over the backfield. I don't necessarily I, I see, see that. See, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I like to start, um, you know, Wanted to be balanced. Don't know what's going to come back to me. And let me throw this out also. Everybody out there listening to this podcast, you should be or probably are a fantasypoints.com subscriber. I'm looking around this draft room of all these experts. They all got their laptops open. They're on the computer. They're looking up, oh, who should I pick next? You know what your boy here's doing? Old school pen and paper. I got the fantasy points tiered rankings in front of me and a pen, and I'm just crossing names out. Boom, ba boom, ba boom. I trust the rankings. Uh, I know the guys who create the rankings. I'm buying in, and that's old school. That is an alpha just sitting at the table, pen and paper. Take your technology elsewhere. I don't need AI to teach me how to draft a team. I'm doing it old school, folks. Maybe too old school for Joe. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Drake. I thought you were going into a read there. <laughs> like, I'm, I thought you were going into a read. Sorry, I was on mute, and I'm typing away over here, and then I had to pr- bring up the window. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the beauty of live radio. Um, all right, Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown come off the board. Ramondre, I, I would have taken Ramondre over Najee for sure. I think I would take Derrick Henry over Najee. He comes off the board. Um, the wide receivers, not at all a surprise in the second round. Garrett Wilson, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. Dave Rich, in a 14-team league, is able to start his team. McCaffrey, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, that's pretty freaking good. Um, I really like what he did there. Um, uh, okay, so coming back around in the third round, Aaron Jones off the board, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Deon- DeAndre Hopkins in the third round. No thank you, Drake. Um Dad, it comes that surprise me. It comes to you at the end of the third. First and foremost, Jeff Manns makes an absolutely staggering selection here. He loved it. He took Javante Williams. He was praying Javante came to him. That's like, I was talking to him about this. That's like his guy. He thinks in that Sean Payton offense with the touches and the history of RB1s, that he's like, Javante is going to be a monster in this offense. So, hey, that's his guy, and he's sticking with it. So good, I love you know, Javante Williams. Him. The the injury has scared the living shit out of me um, after what we saw J.K. Dobbins have to go through to get back. That is way too rich for my taste, but I think Jeff is taking some risks in this league. All right, Drake, now you take an injured guy. The one yeah. who is almost universally getting drafted ahead. I mean, uh, this is the first draft I've seen where Javante Williams was taken ahead of Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall fell to me here. And I said, wow, this is an opportunity to have someone who could finish as a top five running back. I get him at the end of the third round. I was doing a show the other night with John Hansen, our Ask Guru Anything that you guys can watch on YouTube. And he even said, he goes, if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, he's a first round pick. I mean, he's challenging. He's like a top five guy right now if he's not injured. So he's got an elite offense around him. If he's healthy, Brees Hall's a slam dunk home run. And he's my RB2 in the third round. I was all for that. Now you get to the point of I'm on the hook. I start the fourth round. And there were some guys that I would have liked to fall to me. You know, Calvin Ridley, I, I would have been happy with. Jerry Judy would have liked to see him come back to me. Uh, I didn't want to go tight end here. There was a thought like, eh, Hawkinson's still on the board. Kyle Pitts. I don't really dig any of the wide receivers right there. There's Deontay and, you know, Chris Godwin, Gabe mm-hmm. Davis types. So, you know what? When I'm stuck, 
I'm just going to go take Jalen Hurts. It was between Hurts and Josh Allen. They were both on the board. Only Mahomes was gone at this point. So in the 14-team league at 4-1, I said, give me Jalen Hurts. I'm an Eagles homer, as you all know. So I might as well root for my boy. And I pulled the trigger on Jalen Hurts. Jeff Manns immediately took Josh Allen right after me, saying, whichever one you didn't take, I was going to take. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I have J- Hurts as my QB1. Um, you can have him QB2, QB3. I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, but it, it, those those three, Mahomes, Hurts, and Allen, are all in uh, the same tier, in my opinion. Uh, this is my favorite pick you've made so far because you didn't have to pay a premium. Jalen Hurts is a second-round pick on underdog, you know? You took him in the fourth round of this draft, and you'll often see that, and I have to throw this caveat out there, industry, expert drafts, whatever you want to call them, um, very often are games of quarterback chicken. And this one, this room, not so much because it's a 14-teamer, but nobody wants to be the first to draft a quarterback. But this, this draft, Drake, it was not quarterback chicken because – Brad Evans took Mahomes at 312. You take Hertz at 4-1. And then in the second round, including Hertz, six quarterbacks come off the board in the fourth yeah, round. Yeah, so I was kind of lucky, I guess, there, because coming back to me, if I don't take Jalen Hurts, I mean, the best available options probably would have been guys like, like Dak, like Daniel Jones, or just wait forever on Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, I'm really happy with that. There was a lot of folks who told me, like, I can't believe you got Jalen Hurts in the first round. That's that's incredible. So in a 14-team league, too, you want to differentiate. You need someone who can win you a week, and there's no question Jalen Hurts can have a 40-point week. This is only four-point passing touchdown, so I, I do kind of get that added bonus of him being able to run Correct. in those six-pointers. Uh, I don't know if he's going to run in 13 of them this year, but uh, you know I, he'll be damn good. The, the smaller the league size, the less valuable the quarterback is in a one quarterback league. I mean, this is, it's obviously self-evident in, in a super flex league that the bigger the league size, the more valuable the quarterback, but in a one quarterback league, the the bigger that league starts to get, the tougher it is to create true separation. And Jalen Hurts provides, I think that was a great pick trick. Um, There's let's, let's go through uh, some picks that don't really make sense to me. Um, I want to see if you have any that don't really make sense to you. And one of the first ones that made me absolutely piss my pants on this board. Man's made a couple. I I appreciate the Javante Williams optimism. I wish I could share it. Dalton Schultz was a fifth round pick. A fifth round pick in a non-tight end premium league. Look, I, I get it. Probably is the favorite to lead the Texans in targets. Drake, uh, what are you getting out of Dalton Schultz in the fifth round of a draft, man? Yeah. And that Colby, was not you. Colby you Conway. Yeah. No, that was not my pick. That was Colby Conway, Texans fan. So he, we were talking a little Texans for Big Texan fan. Uh, he's a sharp guy, but I, like, he could have got that later. Ian Harditz, who you guys may know, he was on Sirius. He's with Fantasy Life now, former PFF guy. Apoplectic when this, when this happens. I would have loved to have seen you, Joe, uh, uh, on the mic calling the draft when Dalton Schultz comes off in round five. This was ahead of uh, Evan Ingram. It's ahead of Dallas Goddard, ahead of David Njoku. So you could have waited a few rounds, I think, on Dalton Schultz. I, I mean, yeah. Ahead of Dallas Goddard is just egregious to me. I mean, look, it is full PPR, but and and I get that Goddard is going to be kind of week to week. 
because of the nature of the Philadelphia passing offense, but that is just an egregious pick to me. Um, I actually kind of like Brad Evans. See, now, like, there are some of these drafts where I will endorse a, 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 a reach, right? Oh, it's it's a position of premium, and you know everybody in the next in, in this day and age is going to be on the same players, like for the the same hot players. I have no problem with the next pick, which is Brad Evans going uh, above the board for James Cook in the fifth round. That's defensible to me. Um, that was the 60th pick of the draft. His ADP is probably in the 70s right now, and he is getting hyped to high hell. Um, I'm fine with that. Evan Ingram comes off the board. I don't love Ingram this year. Um, I the only times I've drafted Ingram. Uh, have been Trevor Lawrence stacks, but I'm not opposed to them. Drake, you make two, uh, I think John Hansen would call these gurific picks on, at the 5-6 turn. And I think you got spectacular value on both of them. And I believe me, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because I would have told you, and I will tell you later, that I would like your team to be better at wide receiver. But you got a really good one here for, for your wide receiver too. I took Brandon Ayuk, and you know, as we're talking about you know, where you know, people getting sniped and, and good picks. Brad Evans took a few from me. Uh, you know, James Cook, uh, Sky Moore, who I predicted on this podcast last week, I would have on my roster. Guys who were in my queue went off, and that's going to happen in a 14-teamer, and you're not getting anything by these guys. But I had to go Brandon Ayuk here because I only had one entering the fifth round, one wide receiver in this league, and you start three yeah. plus three flexes. So I, I kind of get in the wide receiver business. Brandon Ayuk's a guy who over 1,000 yards receiving last year. He's got a quarterback who isn't going to do anything on the ground, and he's going to get the ball out to all the weapons. It's a great team, one of the, probably the top two teams in the NFC. Brandon Ayuk wants to get a contract. He doesn't want to play on that fifth-year tag uh, next year. He wants to get paid. He wants to have a monster season. He's going to have another great year. He's a really good player. He's a first-round pick in the NFL. So I enjoyed getting Brandon Ayuk here. Let's see if he can – you know, have another 1,000-plus-yard season for me. Then I took Guru's boy, Rashad White, here in the sixth round. Boy, oh, boy, I pray this guy's not hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah, and here's where I look at your uh, – I don't think he is. Um, It looks like uh, he, he went down with an injury. Uh, it was on Sunday, and you did this draft Saturday, I believe. Um, yeah. He went down in practice. I think it was Rick Stroud who – oh, he collapsed, non-contact. And then – People observed him warming up on the sidelines. Todd Bull says he's going to be okay. It does not seem like a serious injury to Rashad White. Uh, but, I mean, he's he's in line for a bell cow workload. They've been saying it. The roster reflects that. And here now, Drake, is where you take a look at your team. And you, you, you go back and you say, man, what if I had taken A.J. Brown instead of Tony Pollard? And then you're like, all right, I got three stud receivers. And I've got a volatile but high upside backfield. Would you like that team better? Now, I feel way better about Tony Pollard than I feel about Brees Hall or Rashad White, so I'm not knocking Tony Pollard, but would you feel better if those were your three receivers and you had Brees Hall and Rashad White? Um, Yeah, that'd be nice. It would totally change the build for sure because then down below where I was taking shots on, you know, the Zay Flowers, Jacoby Myers of the world, that's when you're banging yeah. away at, you know, Roshan Johnson, take Bigsby, Right, exactly. Pen, you, know. you know, guys like that. That's who you're, you're starting to fire shots at. So, you know, just maybe trying I'm, to make sure. Yeah, maybe. I just wanted to make sure that I had my bases covered. And I know in this league, because there ain't a lot of trading that goes on, you got to yeah. have depth and you got to have running backs because there is nothing on the waiver wire. 
you know, you can find wide receivers. So if you need a receiver, the A, give me a PPR receiver to give me eight, 10, 12 points. A lot of times you can find that. So like first and foremost, um, I look at, I think Rashad White's going to be fine this year. I think he's going to be really good. Um, but I agree with you. You like you take those those shots on running backs towards the end, and maybe maybe I just totally have underdog brain right now, like where I have to feel like great about my wide receivers. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's how I build my teams. That's how I typically build. I have a lot of success doing that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out for you. And I will say one of uh, one of your wide receivers that you drafted later is one of my favorite picks in this draft, based on some of the things that I'm hearing. Um, Let's go. Let's go uh, down the board. There's still some good wide receivers on the board, by the way. Tyler Lockett. Um, I don't blame you for taking Rashad White there, just because of the nature of, of running backs. But you know, Tyler Lockett comes off the board, and Michael Pitt, eh, Michael Pittman's all right. Uh, Marquise Brown, I really like. And coming back down, let's see the seventh round. Then you get your Mike Evans is a seventh round pick. He's still having a pretty good camp. I wonder if we're going to be knocking ourselves for that a little bit later. Um, it could this be the the one the thing I wonder about the Bucks wide receiver situation is are we overreacting? Look, Baker was freaking awful last year, and I think we had more evidence that Baker's awful than we had evidence that Geno Smith is awful. But are the Buccaneers wide receivers going to end up looking like the Seahawks wide receivers from last year? It's very good point. And they're going to be a team that's probably trailing in a lot of games. They can get some volume. And again, who cares if they throw a ton of interceptions, uh, whatever quarterbacks back there, they're going to give up points and they're going to get the ball back and they're going to be in trailing game script and they're going to throw the football. So I think like I said, Evans, who's been a thousand yard guy and always a big touchdown score uh, is being overlooked. And and Chris Godwin, who went, I mean, just a few picks. uh, Yeah. Well, he went a few picks before. Yeah. He only won five picks before Evans. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a cluster there. I was thinking about Chris Godwin uh, myself. He was a guy that you know was in my queue, liked him, like you know Dallas Goddard was someone I really wanted to get on this roster, but he just went uh, at a spot I had to fill some other holes. Uh, well, and and those you know, tight ends dried up in a draft where Javante Williams was a third round pick, James Cook was a fifth round pick. Damian Pierce was a fourth round pick. You getting Rashad White in the sixth does seem a little ridiculous. It's like, man, if that's a value you're going to be able to get in 16 team league, uh, 14 team. And by the way, that isn't even going to hurt you if he if he busts out, right? This isn't like people are drafting him. It, like if Javante Williams isn't healthy, Jeff Manns is going to pay the price for that. Mm-hmm. You're not really going to pay the price if your sixth round pick in a 14 team league totally busts out. So that's a really that's a really good pick by you there, Drake. You come back in the seventh. Um, I'm my guess base based on what you were telling me was you wanted Sky Moore here. That was going to be I your did. Pick. Sky Moore was supposed to be my pick here. Brad Evans took him right from it. And I said I yelled out, I'm like, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> when he, when he took it. Uh, because I, I wanted to take Sky Moore here. And because Sky Moore went off the board, I went with uh my other favorite young breakout wide receiver, which is gonna be Zay Flowers, uh, in my combo yeah. of picks here because Odell Beckham's old. Rashad Bateman can never get on or stay on the field. We apparently will see uh, this offense more wide open than ever and Lamar throwing the ball all over the field. So, you know, Zay Flowers is a good kid. You know, he, he was really productive at Boston College. They spent a quality pick on him. So I think Zay Flowers is going to be on the field in all three wide sets. And, you know, for the eighth round, I, I'm for it. Should he be my wide receiver three? Probably not, but it's a deep league. Well, you got to do what you got to do. So, um, you have you took David and Joku here, which is that's fine. Um, and you 
I, I think you made it more exciting with one of your picks later. Um, I will tell you who I would have taken here uh, if I was faced with that decision, Drake, at that wide receiver spot. See if you can see if you can guess who my pick would have been over Zay Flowers. Well, I'll tell you who else I had in my queue here. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I see, my guess is you would have taken Elijah Moore. Exactly who I would have taken. Mm-hmm. And that Colby was what, Conway got him. That that was the player I would have taken over Zay Flowers. The reason I didn't because I knew I needed the tight end and I took David and Joku. I didn't want to double up on the Browns right there. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you could have also gone with Friermuth and uh, and then no. taken Elijah. Moore. No, 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 no. Remember, how did I lose the Kings Classic last year? Oh no, on a Pat Friermuth reception. He's dead to me. Dead. I'm so wait a minute. He did Friermuth. something. He did something good for somebody else. <laughs> so you don't want to take him. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me, man. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm um, holding a grudge on Patty Fryermuth. I hope the Pat Fryermuth owners get used to you and Paul Kelly saying they're sick of this every Sunday when uh, he gets vultured by who's that big? Was it James Washington or somebody? The the big tight end that they have there. Uh, uh, they drafted yes, uh, Darnell Washington. Darnell Washington. Yes, that, yeah, I want Washington. him to be my sick of this all star this year for you, Joe. Oh, uh, it's possible. Um, let's let's go through some more picks. I mean, the, the people are just taking shots on the board here. Sam Laporta is a ninth round pick. You know, Anthony Richardson, a ninth round pick in a fourteen team league. That's pretty freaking good for Jeff Ratcliffe. I'll be honest. Like, and he and he did a good job pairing Anthony Richardson with with Mister Boring Derek Carr later in his draft. So he'll have an option if Anthony Richardson isn't ready for prime time. Um. Coming back to you, Jacoby Myers, Darnell Mooney, quite yay. I mean, you know, I mean, it's Mr. Boring and yeah, it's two boring guys that are not going to excite, you know, anyone. A kid with ADD wouldn't get excited over these, these two picks. But sometimes, as we've said on this show, all offseason, sometimes boring wins. Jacoby Myers got a really nice contract to come over and be the number two wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Darnell Mooney miscast as a one now as a two could see some nice volume. It could be a lot of double teams, maybe going towards DJ Moore. I think they'll be productive and that's all I need them to be as my flexes in a full PPR. Give me 10, 12 points, stay on the field. And I, you know, I'll be happy with that. If they're upside to the moon, absolutely not. But they're kind of just floor plays to fill out the roster and, you know, keep me moving week to week. Uh, and so like Darnell Mooney, I, look, he would have been solid last year. I don't know how much they're going to pass the ball this year. Um, they're obviously going to pass it more than they did last year. Cause I got DJ more, but Darnell Mooney doesn't really excite me, but I kind of like him more than some of the names that went after him. Like I like him a lot more than Jalen Hyatt. And I like him more than Rasheed Rice and certainly more than Rondell Moore, um, who, ugh. No, thank that's you. That's the that's the whole point here. You got to look at who went off the board after Darnell Mooney. So it's like, who else could I have taken? The next pick was KJ Osborne. You know, like yeah, it's you know, yeah. I'd rather have Mooney than Osborne, Jalen Hyatt, Jamison Williams, Rondell Moore. These are the guys going in that territory. So uh, it's a lot of rookies from here on out, or just total shot play guys. And I've got the number two option in the Bears offense. So your 11-12 turn um, is probably my favorite turn you had this entire draft. Chigakonkwo and Van Jefferson. I've heard phenomenal things about Van Jefferson. And the other thing is, look at their wide receiver depth chart. Yeah. After Cooper Cup, who is catching passes on that team? 
Puka Nakua, who's a fifth-round pick, Cooper Crap, which is what I call Ben Skronik. Um, like I'm Van Jefferson's going to be their downfield threat, and if if Stafford has any semblance, any semblance of health. Van Jefferson's going to have a good season. I like that pick a lot for you, Drake. And look, everybody knows I like Chickaconquo. The, everybody likes Chickaconquo. I'm stunned he lasted to the 11th round in this draft. Yeah, I mean, there was 13 other guys here who apparently didn't because, you know, people going before him, you know, Greg Dulcich came off the board, uh, you know, like Pat Fryermuth, Cole Komet, Dalton Kincaid, a few rounds beforehand. So Chig is my tight end two in this league. You need playable depth, and sometimes you can flex a tight end if Chig kind of breaks out. I've got Njoku, and I've got Chig. i got two guys who I think can be top 12 tight ends uh, without question, and they can both start for me every single week, especially you know if I'm flip-flopping between you know the J- Jacoby Myers, Darnell Mooney's. Chig will be fine, and you're not going to find a Chig Conquo and his level of talent on the yep. waiver wire, I think, at tight end as the season oh, begins. I mean, Howard Bender's sitting here with a – trio of tight ends mike gasicki hayden hurst and logan thomas are you kidding me uh and he didn't take chig Conquo. uh he i think he's going to be regretting that van jefferson's going to have a, a breakout potential um this year as well and then down the board drake michael carter michael wilson cordero patterson joshua kelly throw a bunch of darts i think carter's your uh Brees hall handcuff and i'm sure yep. you're hoping they don't sign dalvin cook for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, really. Michael Carter was there and said, hey, you know, let's actually be smart for once in our lives and and get the handcuff to Brees Hall. And we'll see. Watch it. will end up being, uh, you know, Israel Abanacanda takes over that role. But uh, Michael Carter, Michael Wilson, I think is my favorite pick on this whole team. The wide receiver mm-hmm. for the Arizona Cardinals flashed a little bit in their preseason opener. Uh, you know, they don't have a lot outside of Hollywood Brown. So I think in three wide sets, even in two wide sets, you can see Michael Wilson on the field a lot. They're looking for playmakers. Again, bad defense. Team's going to be terrible. Sooner or later, Kyler comes back. And then 15th, 16th round, here's how those two picks unfolded. I'm on the air on Sirius XM. They go, Drake, come sit with us. You know, shoot the breeze about the draft. And, you know, the draft's going along. They're picking players. It gets to me. Um, I've got my headset on. Like, all right, hey, Drake, you're on the board. I'm like, all right, hey, somebody in the crowd, throw out a name. Give me a player. Right, you know, because there's a group of people watching, and I'm talking with Ian Harditz. He's a big Cordell Patterson guy, so I go, you know what? You're a Patterson yeah. guy. We were drinking some beers the night before. Give me Cordell Patterson. So I took him, and then it came down to you know who is going to be this last pick. I almost went Sean Tucker because he's a Syracuse guy first and foremost, but I also have Rashad White. Then I thought, do I really want yeah, two handcuffs? Two handcuffs? No, you need you know. So Joshua Kelly who is one injury of Austin Eckler away from being the man here in uh, Los Angeles. He was my selection. And it's funny because afterwards, Curtis Patrick comes up to me and he goes, I was going to take Josh Kelly. I was upset you took him. Again, this is my 16th round pick. And he told me, he goes, I think in that offense, you know, with that offensive coordinator, he always has two running backs. He's going to have standalone values, Josh Kelly. So who knows? You know, Curtis is a smart guy over there at Rotoviz. Maybe that's the case, and I just got a flex-worthy running back in the 16th round. So we'll round out the roster, how it looks. My starting quarterback, Jalen Hurts at running back. I'm playing Tony Pollard and Brees Hall. Wide receivers, I start three, Amon Ra, Brandon Ayuk, and take your pick, Zay Flowers, we'll call him there. That is your weak spot, I think, Drake, for sure. 
No question. David Njoku's my tight end. And then when you're throwing flexes out there, Rashad White, Jacoby Myers, Darnell Mooney, Chig, Van Jefferson, uh, you know, Josh Kelly, CPAT. Imagine CPAT, they actually let him play a little slot, just run some gadget stuff for him. Who knows? They don't have any wide receiver depth. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, that's the kind of player that I think you should be taking a shot on in here. Again, in hindsight, I think the team would look a lot more balanced if you had A.J. Brown in the Tony Pollard spot, even though I think Tony Pollard, see Tony Pollard's got the potential RB one of one outcomes, which if that's the case, you could shove that in my face at the end of the year and say, you said you would have taken AJ Brown. I took Tony Pollard and I want, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if he ends up being a league winning player. Drake, I think you are going to look thin at some places in a 14 team league. I think it's inevitable. Um, you took an interesting approach in that you chose the thickest part of the team, the wide receivers, to be the one that looks the thinnest on you, which is, it's it's volatile, let's call it that way, but you did take good players. Yeah, and last year when I won you know, that league in the regular season and, and rolled through the playoffs, it was because I had really great quarterback play in Patrick Mahomes and I had Travis Kelsey. As you said, that mm-hmm. league-winning upside of Travis Kelsey and how many teams move on with him, you know, I, I definitely benefited from that. Do I think David Njoku or Chig has that? Kind of upside? No, absolutely not. But, you know, it's a team where you're going to grind through the season. You're going to be active on waivers. You're going to be – it's a fab system. So, who knows? Even maybe when this system opens up, uh, I'll be hitting that waiver wire looking at maybe a Sean Tucker or, uh, you know, Vaughn, the backups to, to Rashad White. And let me ask you this. I did not take a backup quarterback because when were you ever going to play anyone besides Jalen Hurts? On the board still, with that last pick where I took Josh Kelly, I was going to take Brock Purdy. Because in a 14-team league, if there's only, I think, three of us that didn't take a backup quarterback, it gets real thin when these bye weeks hit and injuries. But I needed needed those upside shots somewhere else. So, okay. So in the 14-team league, I see three of you did not take a backup quarterback. So that would mean 25 quarterbacks are off the board. Um. Yeah, the thing is, I think a lot of folks in this league, especially if they have a higher-end quarterback, one of the first players to go from the roster is going to be the backup quarterback. Right. Like, like it, if Dave Ritt, Bryce it, look, Young look, could get dropped. Right, you know, exactly. It. That was actually the one I was exactly looking at. Curtis Patrick has Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson is not injured, which is an if, Bryce Young is is going to be one of the first players dropped from this roster if somebody else on his roster gets injured and he mm-hmm. needs a replacement. So I think you're okay not taking a backup. And by the way, Jalen Hurts' buy is until week 10. Um, mm-hmm. So if Jalen Hurts doesn't get injured, it's not like you're sitting him any of the first nine weeks of the season. When, no, when it, would you sit him, you know? So uh, you're fine not taking a backup quarterback. No, and I was happy to, quote-unquote, slap the sticker on the board for Jalen Hurts. And guys... If you're listening out there, you're going to be slapping stickers up on boards like in the next two, three weeks with your home drafts. I bet that just reminded you, oh, my God, I need a draft board. And do we have a deal for you? We want you to go see our friends at FJFantasy.com. They're a brilliant draft board site. You can get humongous draft boards of all sizes for 10, 12, 14, 16 team leagues. They've got stickers that you can actually read. I used these last year in my home league, and guys love it. We're getting older. 
I'll be 43 next week, Joe. I can't sit here and look at some little two-inch sticker and go, what does that say? Who is this? You know, and I got 38 IPAs in me at that point. I'm not dealing with it. Go over and see our friends at fjfantasy.com. Use code FANTASYPTS10 and get 10% off of your order. Again, FANTASYPTS10. You're going to get 10% off your order at fjfantasy.com. So happy to have them a part of the broadcast. You got a couple of home leagues coming up, right? Uh, some big uh, leagues you've been doing a long time. I've got it. I've got a ton, Drake. I like, like uh, my first redraft. Well, I have the flex draft coming up on Wednesday, and I've won that league three of the last four years. Um, you got more hardware than Home Depot from that. Yeah, league. including the last two. So I've won. I've won the last two flex leagues. Um, so I'm going for my. As a matter of fact, I think over my left shoulder here, you can see. Uh, not not just my dogs, butterscotch and crimpet, but you can see I've got uh, my belts over. There. I don't even know where to put them. They're so big and heavy. So I've got them uh, <laughs> over my left shoulder. I've got three of those. Um, and then in uh, next week, I've got um, my Friends of Points auction draft, which is a which is a fun draft that that it's it's twelfth uh, year of that league. It's an auction. Um, one of my favorite leagues and like, look, it's, it's a $50 league, you know, it's 50 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. You know, like just yeah. throw a few bucks in and I've got, I've got some high stakes drafts coming up that I split with Graham and Tom. Um, I've got my longest running league that I haven't won since 2008. That's good. That's drafting Labor Day weekend. Um, so I've got, I've got all kinds of stuff coming up. And by the way, I, I better tease this. You're listening to this. You might be listening to it on Tuesday, but, or Wednesday, if you go back through the feed, but this is up on Monday. John Hansen tomorrow, Tuesday the 15th, is going to have an insider podcast with Adam Schefter from ESPN, which will be um, much listened to. Lots of great fantasy football tidbits. Adam's plugged into fantasy. Adam knows fantasies, and Adam knows what's important for fantasy. And then uh, myself and Trey Camberling, Drake, on Wednesday, will be talking to one of the studs of fantasy football. We're going to have Austin Eckler on the Fantasy Points podcast, so that'll be a really exciting interview. You and I are going to be talking to, to Graham Barfield. Um, at at us, uh, I think we're probably going to talk to him on Tuesday the 15th. We're going to get week one preseason reactions. We got all kinds of stuff going down at fantasypoints.com, man. Um, and, and I hope you join us for the podcast. I hope you join us on the website and in our subscriber Discord. It's a really big year. Absolutely. There's so much fun to be had here. We've got the podcast feed. Make sure you're looking that up. We've got the YouTube channel. Uh, just search fantasy points. We got the data package. I had so many guys come up to me this weekend in Canton and say, Hey man, I checked out that fantasy points data. That's legit. And he's like, it's 50 bucks. Are you kidding me? They're like I can't get this data anywhere else. So yeah, the, the, the buzz is out there uh, on the fantasy points data. And I hope you guys out there all, get to enjoy it and just kick some ass this year, man. You know, buy, have a cool draft board, have the data to back up all your picks that you slap on it and go win yourself a fantasy championship. So Joe, that will put a bow on this. Appreciate the time and the insight. Hopefully people got a feel for what some of the experts out here are doing in a big time league. And we'll see you later on this week for the two points dance. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.